I'm going to be the best rapper in the world. Right. I, I am a rapper. And everybody was like, no, nah, you're a producer. He goes, no, I am a rapper. I only made beats so I can rap on them. And so that in itself communicates so much to people because if you're willing to call yourself something that maybe people don't see you as already, it forces them to try to like even entertain the idea yeah. that you are what you say you are. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. <laughs> and doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, mindful all of the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Go listen to all my music. It's the codes of self-esteem. Wow. That was Kanye West. Go listen to all my music. It's the code to self-esteem. Do you feel that to be truthful? I do. If if I look at, you know, I would probably say some of the old stuff, some mm -hmm. of the new stuff is a little different, but the old stuff, I definitely hear, heard a lot of codes to self-esteem. All right. Well, <laughs> in this episode, we are going to be talking about Kanye West. And before we get into this, I just want to tell you this episode literally, it, I mean, it does have a lot to do with Kanye West, but I'm not a fan. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to put it out there. So whether you like Kanye, whether you listen to his music, whether you're a raving lunatic fan like Eddie, <laughs> or whether you're on the fence about it, it doesn't really matter. The reason this episode was inspired is because recently he came out with a documentary and we watched it yep. kind of against my judgment. But one of the things that you'll find about Janelle and Eddie is that we are just really curious. We talk about mm -hmm. that all the time, right? So I can dislike somebody, but still be very curious about why they operate the way that they do so I can learn something. And yeah. so we watched this documentary and I learned a lot. And it's kind of like when we go to church, right? We, I've said this many times. We go to church together as a couple and we take out extremely different messages because I'm pulling what I need. You're pulling what you need. I'm pulling from my perspective. Right. I'm already thinking how this could, you know, apply to my life or I could share this with someone like we're relating it to things that are personal. Right. And so we watch television like that, too. Right. A hundred percent. And I think that when you watch a documentary, because the the way the, uh, any documentary, but, but this particular documentary, the way it's formatted is unusual because you don't often see images and footage from people when they first start something right. when they're when they're like not anything in that industry mm -hmm. right uh and so that is one thing that i was like wait he started a documentary 20 years ago right so don't give it all yeah, away okay. yet but in this episode i promise it's going to be worth listening to because we're going to be pulling 10 confidence tips that will help you whether it's in relationship building whether it's in selling, whether it's in, you know, building Just a business life. or advancing yeah. in your career. Confidence is so important. And as coaches, this is the biggest issue that we see right. when people are trying to get a business off of the ground or they're trying to launch a product or, you know, talk about a sale or whatever it yeah. is that you do. 
there's always a, a missing element and that is confidence, right? Especially when you're trying to do something you've never done before. So I do think that this episode is going to be extremely helpful, whether you're a teenager getting ready to audition for a role, if you're an actor, again, whether you're trying to go up for a promotion or maybe go for an interview and you haven't been interviewed in a really long time, this episode is definitely going to help you to stick around. Yeah. And confidence to me is the weapon you use against fear, Mm. right? Because you're always going to feel fear. Fear will always be there because Unless you accomplish certain things, that fear starts to dissipate. But every new challenge will come a sense of anxiety, a feeling of fear or the unknown and hesitation. But confidence is the weapon you want to bring to that game, to that moment, to that interview, to that business interaction. And you can pack it up and take it with you because it's transferable. Yeah. Right. And so we are going to get into kind of breaking down like someone as public as Kanye West. And and look, you don't have to like Kanye West as a person. I'm mm-hmm. sure there's a time that you've been at a wedding that you were grooving to I Gold, Digger. Gold Digger. Yeah, so mm-hmm. you, you've you been listening to his music for a long time. You may not like what he has become, but at the same time, there's a, a moment where you admire this individual. And so we're going to break down or some of the things not. that... Like maybe you didn't. Yeah. Maybe you listen to country music all day. and Or and, maybe <laughs> you don't arrive at a place where it turns into admiration. Like, I think you're really good at that. You can, you know, say, I don't agree with this person's beliefs, but I admire this about them. I was more willing to be open about, okay, let's watch it because I want to unpack why he is the right. way he is. And I love like that psychoanalysis of how people become what they are. Yeah. And uh, for me, I don't I'm just not a big person that like I don't judge what I see on television, what I see in the limelight, Mm -hmm. because I know that no matter what, at the end of the day, this individual is an entertainer. Anytime Mm -hmm. I turn on a television, I am seeing people who are there with a content that's designed to pull me in. Right. Whether I hate it or love it or whatever it is. And so. I compartmentalize and find like, oh, okay, let me find what what's interesting about this person. Mm-hmm. I kind of dive into that. So we watch it the other night and we have 10 things that we pulled because, again, we are those people that we watch <laughs> something, we pause it, we discuss it. We're not going to ruin it for you. Yeah. And so we won't ruin it. <laughs> well, yeah, kind of, maybe. Kind of. Well, yeah. It's yeah. only one episode. I think there's like seven. So just bear with us. So why don't you jump in because we have 10 points that we're going to share. And again, these will help you build confidence in anything that you're trying to build confidence for. Yeah. And so a couple things that give context, just to give us started. So Kanye West has a documentary that is called Genius, J-E-E-N-Y-U-H. Yeah, something like that. And he basically, which we'll talk about a little bit too, started a documentary 20 years ago before he even made any song of his own. He was producing, but at this point, he was uh, not anyone you would know of uh, at that time, but he started a documentary. Okay, so that's number one. I'm just going to throw it in there. That's audacity. (laughs) The audacity of you to have someone film a documentary when you are no one is mind-boggling to me. Like We paused this, and I was like, wait, let me get this straight. He literally hired someone. It was a friend, and he was like, hey, we're going to put together this documentary. But he was just like a producer who had made a couple of beats at that point. But he had this guy, you know, walk around with him for decades before he was famous and film a documentary. Uprooted his life. Right. Because he believed in the documentarian (laughs) uprooted his life to go follow him, right? Right. And just start documenting. So the audacity, right? And I'm not saying that in a negative way. I'm saying like 
Can you imagine for one second if you say, hey, you know what? I'm going to start a business and it's going to be a bakery. And you are telling somebody to follow you around and film your everyday life. We're talking 10 years before you even own a brick and mortar bakery, before you even have an employer or something. Can you imagine how differently you would show up if there was like a camera person watching your every move and you're literally writing history about how successful you're going to be and you're talking about it throughout, but you are nobody right now. And can I just That's put this- so admirable to 100%. me, the audacity. Yeah, and so I wanna make sure we put a disclaimer out there for a little bit because I think oftentimes people will see something like a Kanye West and, this, and, and hear this discussion and hear you say audacity and think, Oh, okay. Well, you know, the things in my life, they're not very audacious. Mm-hmm. And I and I want to make sure this is not for you to compare your life to Kanye West, to Janelle Copeland, to the Eddie Copeland's or anything. It is to look at your life and say, what is an audacious thing for you at the level that you're at in the life that you're living? And you may be like just starting a business in itself is an audacious right. task, right? Mm-hmm. It's something that it takes a lot of effort and confidence to do. So don't get lost in the fact that yeah. we're talking about someone who's a billionaire. Don't get lost in the fact that we're talking about someone who's in entertainment because you could be thinking to yourself, oh, well, that's great. I will never have dreams that big. Well, that's why I'm trying to like give you like if you want to open a bakery and you just barely had the idea about it today. Imagine if you were like, hey, uh, Janelle, we're <laughs> friends, right? Could you just follow me around and feel I'm going to make a documentary. Well, like, how long is this going to be? <laughs> Well, we're going to film up to the point where I become extremely successful and do millions of dollars. Like, I'm just going to tell you, I don't have any friends that would be like, oh, girl, I got you. Where are your real writers? Right. (laughs) Because I, I, yeah, I don't know of anyone who would do that for me. I'm not doing that for you. (laughs) Okay. So then that, that goes to point number two. What's number two? So I'm telling you, you got to be super audacious and this will all make sense. Trust me. But Ask yourself, like, where's your level of audacity in anything that you do, right? (laughs) Not audacity in like this cocky kind of crazy way, but just like be audacious. Put yourself out there, like will it to happen, which we'll talk about in a second. And so remember, we're talking about like this is the confidence code you need. And so you got to be audacious, right? I think the next one, and I'm going to go to this one because it bleeds in perfectly is you got to have a support system, mm-hmm. right? You got to have individuals that are willing <laughs> I'm to not following their you around, lives. Bro. No, but you got to have someone. And when you watch this documentary, you see the unwavering commitment that his mother has in yeah. him. She knows his lyrics. She is encouraging him. Mm-hmm. She also keeps him grounded. She mm-hmm. gives him advice. She keeps it real, but she also raves. Yeah. So you got to have, write that down. Who's going to keep it real and who's also going to rave about me? Well, I'm just going to tell you, like, other than you and the kids, I have nobody like Mm -hmm. that really is going to like, oh, yeah, she's she's going to do big things. (laughs) Right. So the part of the documentary where they showed his mom, I got to tell you, it made me a better mom Mm. because watching her like, you know, interact with her son, you can tell that she instilled this tremendous amount of confidence in him by just being positive and by reinforcing his dreams and by telling him to chase it and and basically just being supportive, right? right. I, I didn't have that. She remembered like all his performances. She remembered his like lyrics, it- <laughs> you guys. And so she starts kind of like, you know, talking his lyrics. Mind you, she's a school teacher. Right, right. She sat on the board for like, she was the first black English teacher to sit on the English board or something like academically. So she's like 
literally rapping her son's lyric, which was a very progressive lyric, right. uh, you know, about something very meaningful. She goes, I like that one, Kanye. Remember when you had this one? And he goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, remembers and start. Imagine your mom. Right. Wrapping back the thing that you had told her once before. And she's like that unwavering with her support. Right, right. I thought that was incredible. And so it just made me think like, if you're listening to this and you have small children, gas them up. Mm -hmm. Like, definitely support them. If they say that they want to be an astronaut, great. Go buy them a rocket or something, a, a toy right. rocket. But do something to support every hope, dream, aspiration, idea that they have. Because I do think that confidence in you as an adult starts from what gets nurtured when you're a child. And I thought one small detail that I thought was so amazing is that how she sprinkled wisdom on him, grounding him, mm -hmm. but not in a way that would take away. It wasn't like, stifling. It wasn't stifling. It wasn't something that she was trying to make him a different person. She was just trying to get him to think. So she gave him this like parable mm -hmm. and it made him think about it from a standpoint of like, there's a point of where you've got to have confidence and there's a point that you got to be like, have humility. Yeah. Right. And so I think that that was a perfect balance there. Yep. What's next? And so the next thing I would say is that you have to have courage. Mm -hmm. You have to have the ability to look foolish and have courage to look foolish. Okay. And so, so number three is courage, courage. Yeah. And I think that that is something that people will go, well, I don't have courage. Right. right? I think <laughs> what you're saying is though, you have to have the courage to look foolish. Right. And here's where that for me gets translated to every single time you need confidence is usually when you're trying to do something you've never done before. Right. And if you take this point, number three, have the courage to look foolish. That means be okay with knowing you've never done this before, right? but still be courageous enough to do it anyways. And be okay with being ignored. And be okay with like sucking in the beginning right. because you've never done it before. <laughs> so you're not going to do it perfectly. And so you could make it seem like, oh, that was foolish of me. Or you could just be having fun with it. It's an right. experiment. I've never done this before. So you're courageous enough to put it out there with no expectations. Like, right. I don't think it's necessarily foolery. I think it's just like, hey, yeah, uh, chances of me sucking at this in the beginning, they're pretty high because I've never done this before. So be courageous to do it anyway. And that showed up like when you watched him uh, in Kanye West, I'm talking about like he was a producer and he was regarded as a producer mm -hmm. and, a, and a good producer. But he really wanted to be a rapper. Right. Right. And even today, like we talked about this. There's moments where people try to marginalize him, and that's when he erupts because he's trying to get people to understand he's more than what you think mm -hmm. he is. And you see him in the same room of some of the best rappers at that time sharing the courage to share his lyrics with them. Right. right? He's in the studio with, with Scarface, who's at that time was a big rapper, mm -hmm. and he didn't hesitate to say, Okay, here's my song. And like he's he's like rapping it right, right. in and there. Mm -hmm. Right. And some people can't even show you their products. They can't even tell you about their business. Right. So most deaf is like they're in some dressing room or something. And, you know, the documentary guy is like getting most deaf rapping. And Kanye jumps in like it's double dutch <laughs> yeah. and takes over the whole flow. And he again, he's not a rapper yet. And he's like just dropping gems. Yeah. And again, you got, I'm not a big fan, but I was like. The audacity, again, right. the courage of you to just to put jump yourself in out there. and freaking most deaf was like, OK, right, like right. he really gave him his props. And so I think that 
that goes back to being okay. I'm so courageous. I'm willing to be foolish. You know how many talented individuals are on this planet right now, but because they don't have the ability to show courage in a yeah. time of and, and be brave and do something, put themselves out there, are sitting on the sidelines in a game that they should be running. A game that's winnable. Right. Like it's, it's already like got you, your name on some, it. Someone's listening to this podcast right now yep. that is extremely talented, but is stifled because of fear. Yeah. I don't care if you're a musician. I don't care if you're an investor. I don't care if you're a teacher. There's something that you're doing that requires you to show up more courageous. And that might mean you looking foolish in the beginning. Who cares? Right. If Kanye can do it, you could do it too. Right. Okay. Moving on to number four. Number four. So number four is you have to, your work ethic has to be unmatched. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a great segue for courage because when you know you put the work in, mm -hmm. then you you know that that work that you've put in, the hours and hours that you've put in are going to show themselves. And so the work ethic is is so, so important. I heard one of the lyrics in one of his songs is, how do you think this is going to be? I, I did five beats a day for three summers, mm -hmm. right? So three years of five beats a day. Mm -hmm. That is a lot. Well, like, I don't know how many beats rappers come up with or producers Well, when you think about with. it, like this, like, you are basically b building the framework of a song mm -hmm. and you're doing five of them a day, mm -hmm. right? So the melodies, the beats, the instruments background and for a lot of Kanye West's songs the samples so number four is unmatched work ethic 100%. and you're saying that he's definitely shown that he's going to master his craft right he's going to be in pursuit of practice 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 and just putting out content right all the time do you know how many people are you know business owners or content creators and they're just afraid to put content out mm. because you know well what if it doesn't go viral well the sh chances are the shit's probably not going to go viral in the very beginning one because you haven't mastered it like you haven't shown up and put in the work right i know one way you won't go viral by not putting it out. <laughs> That's right. number so one. So <laughs> be courageous to look foolish and then make sure that your work ethic is matching that. Absolutely. Right. And that means putting in the work. There's obviously like the whole 10,000 hour rule, which I find people maybe don't know about. Like right. you just expect yourself to be great in the beginning. And I'm like, well, where's your 10,000 hours? Where's your 1,000 hours mm. of doing something at a poor level so that you could slowly see the progress? Because you become a master, they say, at 10,000 hours. Mm -hmm. So I think he was he had no problem putting in the work right. and mastering. 100%. Which is commendable. 100%. So number five. Number five is to me was probably the funniest part, but okay. also the big learning for me is that you got to move with urgency towards your opportunities, mm -hmm. right? And so he's telling this story about being in the studio with one particular artist mm -hmm. and another artist was 20 blocks away and said, hey, I would love to hear some music. And he was so broke, he didn't have money for a cab. So he sprinted 20 New York blocks to the next right. <laughs> studio. Like, that's urgency. Well, he was hungry. Right. He said, I didn't have the money, so I grabbed my stuff and I just, I ran. I ran 20 <laughs> blocks to go show him, you know, these beats. And I thought that was impressive because so many people are unwilling Right. To put in the work, you know, like, uh -huh. ah, that's going to be too hard. Ah, I don't know if it's going to even pay off. You know, do I want to sprint 20 blocks? Because what if they say no? You're so attached to the what if they say no that you miss the opportunity. Right. Well, 
I'm just going to tell you in business and in life in general, the more no's you get, those no's lead you to yeses. 100%. But we're so afraid of the no's that if you want to avoid the no's, it'll take a lot longer, if not ever, to get to the yeses. But to me, this is where this idea of perfectionism comes in because people will use the excuse of being a perfectionist not to act, right? And so they put off and think that the opportunity will come up again when they're ready. Right. Right. Mm, that's what, not how the universe works. Right. That's not Kanye West was not ready to go 20 blocks. Right. Right. He made himself ready because of the fact that he said, I have no, this is what I want. There's right. nothing else in if nothing else matters right now but me getting to the other studio. And so some people are sitting back with what they feel is like, oh, it's not perfect yet, so I can't put it out, mm -hmm. or I, I'm going to put some yeah. music out, or I'm going to put the, my products out, but it's not quite ready yet. Or they're, they're waiting for the world to be ready for them. Yeah, or, I'm tired. It's not a good time. I don't have all the money. I don't have this. You know, my ducks are not in a row. Opportunities come when they come, and right. sometimes you just got to go. And so get up, go sprint. And that running is good for you. <laughs> yes, that urgency was inspiring to me. It was just like, okay, when the opportunity is there, you got to sprint towards right. it. Like, because that window is so small, yeah. you know? And mm -hmm. so that was a big one for me. I think that's more like just be willing to put yourself out there, be right. willing to take the steps and be willing to, again, face the potential no's. At least you tried. Right. Right. Okay. Moving on to number six. I think you have to speak and act as if and so as if is kind of like that if you believe that you are going to achieve something then you need to speak as if you're already there you need to act as if you're already there within reason okay <laughs> i don't know what your caveat for within reason is because this full in the documentary <laughs> I, I was uh, this was definitely a pausable moment for the copeland uh, television watching but he said oh i practice my grammy speech my grammy <laughs> acceptance speech all the time Guys, this was 20 years ago. He was not even a rapper and he was rehearsing and practicing his Grammy acceptance speech. Right. I was like blown away by that. It's comical. It's funny. You could think it's a bit narcissistic. You could think it's egotistical. You could think it's like, you know, just way too much confidence or cockiness. Mm -hmm. And I would just tell you. What would happen in your life if you were practicing and rehearsing an acceptance speech for or a keynote for something that you were like going to be the expert of in 20 years from now? And also someone's documenting it, right? right? right. So you have this camera guy that's documenting you, you know, practice your Grammy speech for something you're not even really in that industry of yet. You right. haven't even been recognized. We don't even know if you have talent yet. And he's practicing and rehearsing an acceptance speech. I was so tickled by it. But I also thought, OK, let's just say that we want to be two of the world's most renowned, uh, highly regarded personal development gurus in the world. We would have to like if we were rehearsing that right now, we're rehearsing keynote speeches on how we became so I don't know, enlightened and right, how right. we've changed millions of lives and how we. I would start to believe that. Right. Like if I had to practice that every day, I would legitimately <laughs> wake up every day like, okay, I got to practice the acceptance <laughs> speech, which means I got to do something to get myself closer to that, right? Well, that's so what I think is I so powerful. I believe it's extremely effective. Right. I, honestly. It, but it you can't 
act and you can't speak if you haven't done the things we just talked about. Right. Like if you haven't moved with urgency, if you don't have an unmatched work ethic, if you don't have the courage, then you just don't have the ability to speak like that. Mm -hmm. And so I say within reason because I think there's a line where like you are acting as if but you want to make sure that there is humility that people get from you still, right? right? Like I think people that people don't have to hear you maybe practice your rehearsal speech, right. but <laughs> but I do think that like that's even kind of minimizing like your family, your support system. Yeah, you want to know a, your goals. You want to declare things right. because I think that that adds more pressure. I think it's a good pressure mm-hmm. that you want to fulfill. You want to make sure that you make good on your declaration. But I also think that you don't want to be seen as arrogant because let's not mistake this. Like Kanye did not make it by himself, mm-hmm. right? It always requires people to accept you, to invite you, mm-hmm. to to uh, give you the opportunity. This whole idea that we pull ourselves on by, by our own bootstrap, it's not accurate. Like mm-hmm. you, there's always a teacher, there's always a coach, there's always a mentor, there's always someone Something that that's giving you, you guidance. And, and even in a documentary, he paid homage to the people that helped him, right? Mm-hmm. This guy named no, no ID and another producer. Who cares? Like wh- what I'm saying is, is that you want to be able to have the confidence. You want to be able to speak and act as if, mm-hmm. but you also want to make sure that people still see that you're you have humility. Yeah. I agree with you. We've given advice on this in a different fashion in our uh, eulogy episode. We talked about dying and, you know, going to a funeral or witnessing your own funeral and asking yourself, like, what do you want people to say at your funeral? What's in your eulogy? Who's speaking highly of you? And live every day as though today's your last day. So that way you can make those impressions now. Don't wait until you're on your deathbed. Right. This is the same thing. So I'm going to invite you to write that acceptance speech, write that mm. keynote, write that book, you know, figure out what it feels like 20 years from now when the thing that's in your heart or even just recently was a new idea, like forecast 20 years from now and just what if the hell out of that and take it to the next level. Who are you going to thank first? Well, I obviously have to thank you because I just said you were the only person that supported me. <laughs> <laughs> and then who are you going to thank second? I don't know. My kids? All right. I don't know. Do they support me? I think you got to thank God first. Well. You got to okay, say God, God A, and then Eddie A1. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay, moving on. So that was number six, speak and act as if. Number seven, go ahead. You got to vocalize it and you got to visualize it. Yep. What do you mean by that? So I mean that he talked about being a billionaire when he was broke. (laughs) Like literally he was like, you guys don't understand my vision. Like I'm going to be a billionaire and then the billionaire is going to lead into a trillionaire and I'm going to own a clothing line. I'm going to own a shoe company. I'm going to, he's like, basically, what is the word? He's manifesting. Well, yeah, yeah he's but, manifesting, but he's predicting it. He's like tarot yeah. card reading his own future. It's like he spent, and this is a big one. You, you have to spend time on that thinking. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like he spent time visualizing it. And then he was verbalizing what he saw. And it was so clear to him that he believed it, yeah. right? And he knew, okay, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do next. And the crazy thing about Kanye is like when you watch him and you hear his interviews, you think he's crazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. But he's he's a lot of the things that he says, he actually makes good on, right? right? Whether it be 
I'm going to move into fashion and be one of the biggest fashion industry. Well, yeah. people shunned him and told him, no, everybody knows about the, 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 you ain't got all the answers sway. If you haven't seen that interview, it's hilarious. But he was trying to convince someone at that time that I'm going to be a big deal. And what you're telling me is not going to work. Right. Right. And you don't have the answers, but I have the, the vision and it's clear. And he was willing to fight tooth and nail to make it happen. And even this interview that I listened to uh, recently, he said, stop boxing me in mm. to what you think I should be. Mm. He's like, if I want to be an architect, I'm going to be an architect. If I want to be a designer, an artist, whatever it is I want to do. He was talking about like he had invented some sort of like surround sound thing and then went to like the movie companies and stuff and they didn't really take him seriously. But when Steven Spielberg did it <laughs> and I, I was like, OK, well, that makes sense. Like they're thinking, well, you're just a rapper, you know, and this guy is actually in movies, so he must be more qualified. And so I think that's a step is just that's like huge. You know, we just sit there just be audacious enough to you look at your own self like you're not in a box, like sky's the limit. I'm super curious about everything. And he said in the interview, I could do anything that yeah. I want to do. And what I heard you just say right now, which is powerful, is how many times do we let people around us put us in this box yep. of who they think we are and everything that we do and everything that we say it's uncomfortable for them because it's outside of the reason who of understanding of mm -hmm. who they think you yeah. are. And so you got to be careful that people are not boxing you in and, and marginalize you. And I think. No, they are, though. Right. Your family is oh, the number yeah. one to do 100%. it. A hundred percent. Like, and I have no shadow of a doubt. If I said tomorrow I'm quitting my job and I go to Hollywood, you may have a problem with it just from an economic standpoint. But <laughs> but how many people would I have to convince oh, yeah. that I was serious about this? See, but you're great at your words and you're great at articulation and you're great. So I think it would be a very small learning curve before people were like, okay, Eddie wants to be a rapper or he's going to get into acting, right? You could literally convince me of anything it, because I know you would do your research. I right. know you would think it through. But yeah, the point I want to make is there are people listening to this that are starting to change who they have been in the past, mm. whether that's, you know, maybe when you were a kid, you were a hoodlum or something and got yourself into some trouble and right. made some bad choices. Maybe you even went to jail for a little while and here you are now trying to do something different with your life. There are people that love and care about you who are probably your friends and family, the people you hold highest in regards to like, you know, closest to your heart. And they are boxing you in based on the decisions you've made in the past, right. only seeing what your your previous circumstances have been. So they don't see the vision that you are creating for yourself. I want to tell you right now, Eddie and Janelle see it, but you have to see it. That's yeah. what's most important. And people, I mean, I've seen it even with friends and family that I have where they'll say, have you seen such and such as account on Instagram? Who does she think she is? And I'm like. Well, she thinks she's an influencer. She thinks Shit. who she wants she to be. She thinks she's who the hell she wants to be. Yeah, Why is it yeah. triggering for you? And we, and it's so, it's so. I don't want to say we all do it because I think we. I well, say we that, do. Yeah, we all do. We we all see people in our lives a certain way, and then when they change, whether if we don't like what they've changed to, like we have a big problem with it, right? But it's just one of those things. And it, it happens to like with like, for example, our neighbor, Frankie Four Fingers, right? <laughs> We've called it Frankie Four Fingers. Why are you doing that? Why? Don't do that. Uh, what I'm saying is this. 
is that we saw him for years a certain way mm -hmm. and then he changed grew up and grew up and then now it's like oh like now we have to view him in a different light mm -hmm. but we also have to allow ourselves in our hearts to do that yeah i mean i i feel like i can think of a particular person right now that is not the kindest person and recently they've been messaging me and at the end of the message says like have a blessed day i'm like bitch a blessed day like when did you when did you start i only know you as a sinner <laughs> but it's like triggering for me but also i'm smart enough but to you're say sinning ass. <laughs> i'm smart enough to say maybe you've turned a new leaf okay that's fine the point is is people will always put you in a box because it's human nature right, right. if i know you as a certain way it's familiar to me and I am telling you that it doesn't matter. You have to see a vision for yourself. You have to see a better version of yourself. And you've got to write the Grammy speech and you've got to manifest all of this stuff and will it to happen regardless of the naysayers, regardless mm. of who wants to put a title on you, put you in a box. That stuff only really is applicable if you let it. Like yeah, if and you I think in the, feed into it. And at the end of the day, this leads into our next point is that you can't worry about the world accepting this new version of you. Mm -hmm. You have to have deep belief in you. Right. Right. And so for number eight is an unwavering belief, mm -hmm. like a deep belief in yourself. Right. So the way I would say that, like have unwavering belief in yourself is just be a freaking fan of your damn self. Yeah. That's what I would say. And how this pertains to Kanye, which was a great lesson. I thought it was extremely comical. So he records a song. Remember, he's just a, a a beats producer at this point, but he records a song. He's rapping over his own beat. It's mm -hmm. a catchy tune. You know it. And he goes into Rockefeller Records, the, the office, and he just randomly, like back in the day, we had CD players, you guys. So he randomly walks in. He goes, oh, hey, Yolanda, how are you today? <laughs> She's like, oh, I'm fine, Kanye. What you doing here? And he just opens her CD player, puts in his CD and starts banging his head like it's the best track he's ever heard in his life because he believes it. Right. And she's looking at him like. No emotion. No she's emotion, just, she's right? Like watching him. Just watching him because it was kind of jarring. Like you come into my office, you put the song on. I've never heard the song before. By the way, if I was Yolanda, I'd be like, that's kind of nice. Like, where? <laughs> what is that? She didn't bob nothing. her head or nothing, right? And so then when he could tell, like, okay, she's not really feeling this, he just ejects it, walks out, goes to the next office, does the same thing. I was blown away, you guys. I was like, can you imagine if... 90% of the people that I coach that want to have businesses that are so worried every time someone rejects their freaking cake or cupcake or whatever it is they're trying to sell. Can you imagine if you were just like, okay, here, I'm here to present. This is what we have to offer. This is what makes it so great. Not interested. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. Next. That is how you create success yeah. and confidence. Yeah. And so I was really pumped about that part. I was yeah. like, he literally is a nobody going into all these. And he only had access because he had written some beats he did, or he, well, made he did some. H to the Izzo, right. The beat, but he had yeah. made some beats for Jay-Z. So he had access to this. Right. So creating your own opportunities. 
but now I'm going to leverage these opportunities. Mm. So you just invite yourself into spaces, start pitching your stuff. And if people don't like it, you're, he was unwavered, you guys. He didn't care. <laughs> he was like, oh, Yolanda. He didn't even say, Yolanda, you're not feeling this. You don't like this. He, <laughs> he just even, ejected he just... it, went to the next office, played it, ejected it, went to the next office. And I was like, this is commendable. Yeah. This is really, really incredible. That was, that was incredible. So number eight is be a fan of yourself and have unwavering belief. I love it. Number nine, I think is very important. And he is self-appointing. You need mm. to be self-appointing. What do I mean by that? I mean, especially when it comes to like women in confidence, you're sitting around waiting for someone to come around and ordain you mm. or declare you as an expert. Like, oh my God, did you hear her stuff right. is so good. You should try it. You're waiting on everybody to just give you the thumbs up and tell you how great your stuff is. Ordain your damn self. Right, right. Like declare it over yourself. And so be self-appointing. Appoint yourself as the expert. Appoint yourself as the best in town. Appoint yourself as the person who's going to change lives or make the best cupcakes or fight the best cases if you're an attorney or make the best music. Whatever it is, be self-appointing. Yeah. And I think that when I gather from that is like, like if you have an expertise, don't be afraid to call yourself an expert. Well, you're waiting right? for someone else to do yeah. it. And, and that's, I and see that, it all the time. And that is a big thing. Like people are waiting for someone to give them a certification, to give them something right. that tells them that they have what it takes, right? And in this case, it, he definitely ordained himself as like, I'm going to be the best rapper in the world. Right. Like, I am a rapper. Right. Right. And everybody was like, no, you're a producer. He goes, no, I am a rapper. Right. <laughs> so I only made beats so I can rap on them. And so that in itself communicates so much to people because if you're willing to call yourself something that maybe people don't see you as already, then like it forces them to try to like even entertain the idea yeah. that you are what you say you are. It reminds me, again, I'm kind of bringing it back, but years ago I went to this conference, it was a baking conference, and this banner, this booth had this sign that said, the best damn fudge on the planet. And I literally chuckled to myself, that's called self-appointing, right? And I walked over there and I said, I just need to try this fudge that, you know, is the best on the planet. And without a shadow of a doubt, they were like, oh, you're going to love this. <laughs> Handed it over to me. Mama Taylor's, I believe yeah. is the name. Best damn fudge on the planet. I was like, OK, Mama Taylor, right. who is Mama Taylor? Because this is the best fudge. But that's what I mean, like self-appoint. Don't wait for someone else to ordain you. And this happens so much when it comes to women. Like right. you're expecting someone else is going to declare you as the expert or the best. Declare it yourself. Put it on a banner. Love and then that. live up to it. That's the key. Like if you're going to ordain yourself, declare something self-appoint, live up to it, which means you got to go back to the top of this list and put in the work and have unwavering courage and yeah. have audacity. Don't be showing up when you haven't done the work. Don't yeah. Be, it's like, I'm don't the put that shit I'm on your best. banner. Like, how long have you been doing this? Yeah. Two months? Right. Oh, okay. All and right. then don't cry about it when someone <laughs> says, well, this isn't actually the best. No, you have the audacity you to do say better. it. Do better. Go back and keep, you know, keep keep the banner, but right. just learn right. how to live up to it. <laughs> okay. And number 10 is understand your own value. Okay. Mm. So this is specifically triggering to me because right. why? I coach women. And we're makers, we're creators, we're artistic, we're people pleasers. And I just want to tell you, like, understand your own value, especially if you are taking the time to 
create something that's handmade, it's artisan, it's made with love, it's made and created by your own skills and gifts and talents, right? And so there was a part in the documentary where Kanye says that at this point, like, you know, I've made some beats, people know who I am, I'm starting to get like some good traction as a producer. And then, you know, people will say like, oh yeah, such and such, you know, wants to get a beat from you. Uh, He says like, you know, he's good for it. Like, could you do it for free? Because he's a big name. (laughs) And he literally said, I don't remember the exact words, you guys, but he said, nah. He He said, said, that's "That's like, (laughs) I sell TVs in a TV store and you come in and you tell me I watch TV real good. (laughs) And he goes, it don't matter. I sell TVs by the TV, right? Right. And I thought it was so comical. Like a rapper saying, I'm one of the best rappers. You should want me to rap on your beats. Right. And he said, it doesn't matter. I sell beats. But the funny thing is that when he asked him, he said, no, that's impossible. Yeah. Like it was almost like, like I wouldn't even allow myself. And when you said, when you said this, I said, wow, when you're going through this and you're trying to do something, you still got to have boundaries. Right. Right. And you got to have self value where you say there's a line that I'm not going to let yeah. allow people to cross and that's giving stuff away for free. And I'm going to tell you when I made cakes from home and friends and family would be like, oh yeah, you should make that for me. That's my goddaughter's birthday. I specifically told one of my family members, I said, but she's not my goddaughter. <laughs> so I, for, from the beginning, I was right. Kanye in that, those boundaries. Right. I was like, like, that's impossible that I would use my skills, talents, time, energy, and supplies for someone who's not even benefiting me. Yeah, right? I, yeah. But in this case, this person could have benefited me. He said, that's impossible. Right. <laughs> I still sell TVs. I still sell beats. I still sell cupcakes. Whatever it is you sell, like there have to be boundaries. If what, you are yeah. serious about it and you're trying to make it a career, remember, I have an acceptance speech to write and I make millions of dollars. So how could I, it's impossible for me to give you this for free. Yeah, and I think it's I it, thought it was it's, so it's so important because we we talk about this with a, a lot of the students. Boundaries are not for other people. Boundaries are for you. Yes. Like a lot of times, people try to like project boundaries, like you know, put boundaries. Customers don't right. understand. But boundaries are are self induced. Mm-hmm. They are a representation of your own values in yourself. Yeah. And when you create uh, boundaries, you are preserving your value for whatever it is, your time, your money, your emotional state, whatever it is, your physical health, you have to create boundaries in order to tell yourself, I value myself. Like we we always tease (laughs) your dad about he doesn't have boundaries with his food, right? Mm-hmm. But what we're trying to say is when you create boundaries around what you eat and how you treat yourself, you are telling yourself, I value my life. I matter. I, va- I matter. My health mm-hmm. matters. And I, and I have to create boundaries in order to represent to myself that that is true. Yeah. So I just want to end it with this. Jordan has been telling me this week, and I don't know if she's be upset, but I tell everybody, but oh, well. She said, she turned to me, we were walking earlier this week, and she said, I'm going to be an actor. (laughs) And I said, what kind of actor? And I kept egging her on like a world famous actor. She said, a legend. I said, okay, like award winning. And so we've been adding on to that story. So we are manifesting Mm -hmm. it. We're speaking it into existence. And I'm just going to tell you, we might be 10, 20 years out, but my baby is a world renowned, legendary (laughs) actor. 
And I just wonder what it is that you want to be. So I'm going to say this is probably the best podcast episode ever produced ever about right. confidence. <laughs> yes, it And is. if you are a support system of Eddie and Janelle and this spoke to you in any way, please send us a DM, right. leave a review on the podcast because uh, you are part of the support system. We had the courage to look foolish and talk about Kanye. And I'm going to tell you again, I'm not the biggest fan but I'm always willing to see where I can learn. And really, just I like focusing on, you know, studying people's behaviors and why they are the way they are. And there are so many things that our students and our listeners could take from this that right. we thought it would be a great episode. So if you love this, share please it. share it with a friend. We want you to tell everybody about it, not because we're trying to be famous, but kind of a little bit, maybe. I mean, we well, put I think, stuff I, out and I think have, it's worthy. I, I think we have something that can help people. Mm -hmm. I think we have perspectives that can help shift a perspective and see the world differently and be, hopefully it's useful. Yeah. So yes, share this. We yeah. want Move to, with some urgency. Right? <laughs> Move with some urgency <laughs> and share it with a friend, share it with a family member, share it with your enemy, uh, make them a better person. Yeah. And, and we always, have unwavering belief that you <laughs> can get out of your comfort zone, your box, the titles that everyone else wants to put you in and you could be great. So I hope this helped you. We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time push through <laughs>